Gospel of Mark, chapter 8. Our monthly theme is a passion to follow Jesus Christ. And with that in mind, this morning we're going to address the issue of the cost, the cost of following Jesus Christ. The Gospel of Mark, chapter 8, verses 34 and 35. It reads, And when he had called the people unto him with his disciples also, he said unto them, Whosoever will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it, but whosoever shall lose his life for my sake and the gospel's, the same shall save it. Let's bow for prayer. O oh God, we bless you for the reminder of your soon return. And Lord God, we rejoice in that blessed hope. And I pray there are some present here this morning that do not have such a hope, the hope of uh, your soon return. Lord, I pray that this day they would settle that issue once and for all. Oh God, teach us this morning what it means to follow you. In the name of Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. There is wisdom in preparing to make a major purchase to get at least three quotes, at least. And this will give you a reality check as to what you'll need to pay to get what you want. And in knowing what it will realistically cost you, then you can make the decision as to whether you are willing to pay that price or not. The cost of following Jesus Christ. It's interesting, I looked up the little phrase, follow me, in the Bible. It's found 25 times. I mean, 25 times. Follow me. 19 of the 25, our Lord used this phrase in calling people to follow him. 19 out of the 25. And in each of these occasions, we see that Jesus Christ was calling for a costly allegiance. A costly allegiance. It will cost you to fully follow Jesus Christ. In our text, we we'll see clearly what that cost will be. The Bible teaches us also the wisdom of 
considering the cost before proceeding. The Lord Jesus gives the analogy, who would build a house without first considering what it will cost? Who would dare to go to war without first and foremost considering how do I prepare to combat the enemy? And the Lord Jesus used these analogies in Luke chapter 14 to teach the fact that if you are serious about following Jesus Christ, consider the cost. And ultimately, considering what it will cost you, be prepared to pay the price. Let me ask you this morning, are you willing to pay what it costs to follow Jesus Christ fully? Fully. If you go back to verse number 31, please, and verse 32 of Mark chapter 8, it reads, And he began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected of the elders and of the chief priests and scribes and be killed and after three days rise again. And he spake that saying openly. And Peter took him and began to rebuke him. Here in Mark chapter 8, this is a turning point in our Lord's teaching ministry. And he begins to openly share with his disciples the fact that he must suffer and he must die. The Lord Jesus said in John 4, 34, my meat is to do the will of my Father. And this simply affirmed the fact that Jesus Christ placed himself in submission to God the Father's will and our Lord knew that this would lead to ultimate death. And therefore, the Bible reads that Jesus Christ began to expound on this reality that I will suffer, I will die, I will be killed, and after three days rise again. Now, as Peter heard this, obviously we note then verse 32 that he refused to accept what was going to happen to our Lord. Note that our Lord used the word must there in verse 31. The Son of Man must suffer many things. This word stresses the urgency, the necessity the priority of what will happen. God the Father willed for God the Son to die for the sins of humanity and Jesus said the Son of Man must suffer many things. 
The Lord Jesus said to Mary and Joseph in Luke chapter 2, verse 49, I must be about my father's business. And this is the climactic end of the father's business, which is to die for the sins of the whole world. But Peter, in hearing this, refused to accept what was going to happen. And the Bible teaches us in verse 32 that the Lord Jesus was taken aside. Peter took him and began to rebuke him. It's almost laughable. Peter's love for his Savior is evident. He didn't want him to die. But the bigger picture was that God the Father ordained for God the Son to die for the sins of humanity. The Lord Jesus said to Nicodemus there in John chapter 3, as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. See, Revelation chapter 13, verse 8, the Bible talks about the Lamb of God slain from the foundation of the world. And that simply means that in eternity past, God who knows the beginning from the end knew that man would fall into sin and man would need a redeemer and man would need a spotless redeemer, one without sin, and God the Father was willing to sacrifice God the Son. And Peter would not accept, Peter would not receive soberly what the will of God the Father was. He just couldn't reconcile this with his confession. If you go back to Mark chapter 8 verse 29, we read, And he said unto them, But whom say ye that I am? Peter answered and said unto him, Thou art the Christ. Thou art the Christ. So Simon Peter has just confessed him as his Saviour. And now the Lord Jesus reveals to him and the remainder of those disciples that the Son of Man must suffer many things. Peter just could not accept this fact couldn't reconcile his confession of Jesus Christ as the Messiah with the suffering and the death predicted. It just didn't make sense to him. And may I submit to you, my friend, this morning, if you are serious about following Jesus Christ, there will be those that won't understand They won't understand, in fact, they won't value what you are doing in following Christ. So be prepared to be misunderstood and have people even rebuke you as Peter rebuked the eternal Son of God. That's the first cost I'd like to stress this morning. If you are serious about following Jesus Christ fully, rest assured there will be people that will, that won't understand, that cannot reconcile what you are prepared to do. So be prepared to be misunderstood. 
and be prepared to even have family members rebuke you and tell you you're crazy. You're wasting your life. Family members are often the chief offenders. Yes, they are. That's the sad reality. You're mad. What a waste of a life. Principle number two, note our Lord's response in verse number 33. Are you still with me this morning? The cost. Verse 33 goes on to read, And when he had turned about and looked on his disciples, he rebuked Peter, saying, Get thee behind me, Satan. This is Peter that has just confessed Jesus Christ as Messiah. <laughs> Get thee behind me, Satan, for thou savourest not the things that be of God but the things that be of men. So we see in verse number 33 that our Lord Jesus rebukes Peter and told him very plainly that you are not saying that which is of God. In fact, in trying to keep me back from Suffering many things, Peter, you are actually doing the work of the devil. That's what the Lord Jesus said to Simon Peter in essence. Get thee behind me, Satan, for thou savourest not the things that be of God. Now, you might not need to sharply rebuke someone that stands in your way in following Jesus Christ. But, rest assured that if you are prepared to follow Christ fully, you will need to stand up to those, whether they realize it or not, that will try and hold you back. You might not need to rebuke them. It might not be appropriate for you to say, get thee behind me, Satan. <laughs> That'll get their attention. But you might need to stand up and say, now hang on. What you are saying is not in harmony with the Word of God. For me. What God would have me to do. See, before our Lord Jesus began his public ministry, the devil directly tried to stumble him and this time Satan used Peter to try and stand in the way of God's perfect will. The cost in following Jesus Christ means that you'll need to be willing to pay the fact that there will be those that will not fully value or understand what you are doing. And number two, 
You might need to stand up to those that will try and keep you from following Jesus Christ. The Bible teaches us the devil comes as an angel of light and we need to be discerning concerning the way that he works in trying to stray you and I from following the will of God. May I remind you of 2 Corinthians chapter 11, please? 2 Corinthians chapter 11, let's turn there. The devil doesn't like to be exposed. He gets awfully upset when you expose him and his workings. So here in verses 14 and 15, we have God exposing the devil. Note here, 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 14 and 15, it reads, and no marvel, in other words, don't be surprised, for Satan himself is transformed into what? An angel of what? Light. An angel of light. A false light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers, his servants, be also transformed as the ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their work. Don't underestimate whom the devil might try and use to stop you from doing God's will. And the cost... The price you'll need to pay in following Christ, you might need to stand up to them. And say sharply or graciously, sharply and graciously, what you're saying, I'm sorry, not in harmony with the word of God and how God has led me. If you go back to Mark chapter 8, verse number 34. So these first two price tags, so to speak, are in relation to the Lord Jesus following God the Father. Misunderstood? And there are those that try to hold back. So it's from this basis the Lord Jesus went on to say in verse 34, and when he had called the people under him with his disciples, the Lord Jesus calls for an audience besides his disciples. And he said unto them, Whosoever will come after me, let him deny himself. Third price tag in following Jesus Christ fully. Deny himself. The cost of self-denial. Personal gratification, pleasure, saying no to personal wants. 
See, if a cross was prepared for our Lord Jesus, then a cross is prepared for all that will follow him. A willingness to say no to self-interest and earthly securities. This statement is made as a once and for all uh, command, calling for a definite commitment. And the Lord Jesus is simply saying, if anyone, as he gathered the multitude around and as he gathered his disciples around, if anyone, are you listening to me? If anyone is serious about following me, he'll need to be willing to say no to all self-interest. Deny himself. Now this has nothing to do with severe self-discipline or avoiding all forms of indulgence for religious uh, reasons. This is what the false Roman Catholic Church introduced back in church history. And they tried to promote the fact that such self-denial led to spirituality. Living in some mountain peak cave away from society, singing Kumbaya would somehow lead to Christ-likeness. Absolute nonsense. This is not what the Lord Jesus is referring to. He's talking about self-denial, saying no to what I want. Let me tell you, this is what Jesus Christ meant by this. When he said in the Garden of Eden before God the Father, not my will but thine be done. That's it. Not my will, but thine be done. Beloved, if we are serious about following Jesus Christ, we will have to pay the cost of saying no, no to our fleshly desires, interests, wants. No. No, but yes to Christ. The Apostle Paul put it this way in Galatians 2.20. He said, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet, not I, but Christ liveth in me. Deny himself, self-denial, the cost of following Jesus Christ. As a way of personal testimony, I had some ambitions as a young man. I had the dream of becoming an executive chef and opening an Italian seafood restaurant Amen. <laughs> on a beach front, on one of the beaches along the northern beach coast, 
That was one of my little dreams. That's what I wanted to do. But besides that, I also wanted to be a professional football player. I wanted to play for Australia. I first played rugby with Ataman Rugby at the age of 10. And I was coached by Mr. and Mrs. Hartill. It's really Mrs. Hartill, she was really the coach. They had a son called Mark, Mark Hartel. My age, we played together. Went to the same primary school. We ended up in the same prestigious high school, Crow's Nest Boys High School. <laughs> and I remember in year 10, Mark and myself were at a, um, we were away playing rugby for the school I remember Mark saying to me Mark that is Mark said to me Mars he used to call me Mars you will play for Australia before I ever do you will play for Australia before I ever do that was my ambition well Mark Hartel went on and played for Australia. Played for Gordon Rugby and went on to play for the Wallabies. I went to Bible College. I became a preacher. Do I have any regrets? No. No regrets. No regrets. Are you willing to follow Christ? Self-denial. People will misunderstand you. You'll have to stand up to those that might try and distract you. But it doesn't stop there. The Lord Jesus went on to say in verse 34, take up his cross. Look at this. Whosoever will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross. You'd think it'd be enough to deny yourself. The Lord Jesus really puts the squeeze on. Deny himself and take up his cross. This is in reference to suffering. Once again, there is an emphasis here on a once and for all commitment and command. See, Carrying your cross or cross-bearing was not Jewish in any way. Let him deny himself and take up his cross. Take up. What's this referring to? If you were sentenced to crucifixion by the Romans... Crucifixion was a Roman means of execution. So if you were sentenced to crucifixion by the Romans, you were made to carry your own cross to the place of crucifixion. So the Lord Jesus uses that analogy. You need to deny yourself and take up your cross. 
And note the wording there, take up his cross. There's a personal element here. This carrying of your own cross to the place of crucifixion was a way by which the Romans would publicly humiliate you. You'd be humiliated publicly. Crucifixion always took place in a, in a public area for everybody to see. The word cross speaks of agony and ultimate death. Crucifixion was a slow, cruel way to die. Jesus said, if you want to follow me, you'll need to deny yourself. You need to be willing to take up your own cross. If you follow Christ, if you choose to follow Jesus Christ fully, you will suffer personally. Now, it will vary compared to others. But the fact is, if you are prepared to follow Jesus Christ fully, you will suffer in some way. It might be physically. It might be in the realm of loneliness, rejection. It might be in the realm of a broken heart. It might be in the realm of financial Difficulty, it'll cost you. You'll have to suffer. And in Romans 8.18, the Bible reads, and I reckon, great word, I reckon, I can count upon the fact that the sufferings, plural, of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Romans 8, 18. Suffering. Are you willing to count the cost? Are you willing to pay the price of suffering in some way to follow Jesus Christ fully? And then note then verse 35, please. Whosoever will save his life shall lose it, and whosoever shall lose his life for my sake and the gospel, the same shall save it. Note this next little phrase. Lose his life. What does that mean? In essence, it's referring to surrender putting it bluntly, lose his life. Surrender, sacrifice. This is when we openly declare before Almighty God and others, this is not my life to live. I must live my life for Jesus Christ. See, one who decides to maintain a self-centered life in this world 
will lose out eternally. But he who obeys God and is prepared to waste his life, it's not really wasting, but you know what I'm trying to convey, waste his life on Christ, that person will gain eternal rewards. He that saves his life shall lose it. He that loses his life for my sake and the gospel shall save it. We should choose to lose our lives for the sake of Christ and ultimately for the sake of the gospel. Getting the gospel out into all the world. The ultimate mandate from Almighty God. And thereby we will reap eternal rewards. In Daniel 12.3 it reads, They that turn many to righteousness as the stars forever and ever. They that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament and they that turn many to righteousness as the stars forever and ever. Our love for the gospel, the only remedy for man's sin, should cause us to lose ourselves for Christ. Literally, this is to... This is using up our life for Christ. Our lives are lost in living and honouring Christ. Where Christ is truly my life. Is Jesus Christ your life this morning? In a small measure as parents in raising our children... We devote our lives for a season, don't we? We give our children time. Our time is for them. Our energies, our resources. All to what end? For our children. But only for a little season. That's how it should be anyway. <laughs> but the Lord Jesus said, if you want to save your life, you need to be prepared to lose it for my sake. You need to be prepared to live for what matters most. Look at verses 36 and 37. It reads, What shall a profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? What shall a man give in exchange for his soul? To what avail is it to have all worldly goods at the expense of one's eternal standing before a holy God? Eternal life or eternal damnation? This is the crossroad for all of humanity. And you and I have the privilege of losing our life for Christ's sake and for the gospel's sake in delivering that message of hope to those in need of a saviour. Because what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? See, if you follow Jesus Christ, it will cost you. You'll need to be prepared to lose your life. Waste your life on Christ.
Over the years, I've had people say to me, Mario, you've wasted your life. <laughs> Glory to God. I have no regrets. Family used to call me the black sheep. I've had to gently remind them I'm the white sheep. You're the black sheep. Beloved, this morning it will cost you to follow Jesus Christ. We're getting a quote, we're getting a number of quotes here this morning. And I hope it highlights the fact that this is an expensive purchase. This is really going to cost me. There'll be those that won't understand. There'll be those that'll try and hold me back. I'll have to say no to self-interest. I'll have to say yes to suffering. And I'll have to say yes to surrender. Wow, that's, that's expensive. And you know what it's like. There are times that you've gotten your quotes and I've got my quotes. At the end of the day, you thought to yourself, it's not worth it. That's a lot more than I want to pay and that's a lot more than what I have. And you will wisely say, no, I'll live without. And I'm afraid there are many, many of God's people as they are faced, confronted with the cost, the cost of following Him. They said to themselves, no, that's not for me. That's for you, Pastor Shavoni. You're a pastor. That's for you. Good on you, mate. Keep it up. But may I remind you, it's for you. It's for you. God wants you as much as he wants me. Now, it might not be God's will that you become a pastor or a missionary. But God wants your life. And for those that are not willing to pay the price, note in verse 38, and I close with this. Whosoever therefore shall be ashamed of me and my words. Well, what's he referring to here? Me and my words. Well, he's just told them. Deny yourself, take up your cross, lose your life. That's the context, is it not? Talk to me. That's the context. Whosoever therefore shall be ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of him also shall the Son of Man be ashamed when he cometh in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. My friend, this morning our Lord Jesus has clearly spelled out the high cost in following him. And he ends with this challenge here in verse number 38. If you are ashamed of me 
Jesus said, and my words, what I've just said to you, in this wicked, sinful world, then the Son of Man will be ashamed of you when he returns in his glory. If we are not willing to follow Jesus Christ fully, our Lord will be ashamed of us. My friend, this morning, shamed or ashamed? It's up to you. Shamed or ashamed? Are you willing to endure the shame from this world that will call you an idiot and stupid and wasting your life? Mad? Got mental health issues? Are you prepared to endure that for Christ? Because if you're not, when all's said and done, and you and I stand before the Lord, our Lord will be ashamed of us. It's up to you. It's up to you. Shamed or ashamed? Do you agree with me that it's costly to follow Jesus Christ? Talk to me. Do you agree with me that it's costly to follow Jesus Christ? Who priced Jesus following Jesus Christ? Jesus Christ. Not me. Jesus Christ. May God give us the grace to follow him.